Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast. We're going to be discussing the topic of when things don't go your way. I had a client ask me last week to talk about this more in depth when we want for something and we follow the law of attraction and we ask for it all our wishes and wants and feeling like the signs are there and then things don't go our way. Um, And it was so interesting because when she asked me to do that and I thought, sure, you know, I can do a podcast on that. And then amazingly, um, over the last half week, how many instances of people, uh, myself included, when things just came up not going your way. So talk about law of attraction. Um, So when things don't go your way, let's break it down into some strategies of how to deal with it and also how to, you know, work with it so that we can start to bend and shape and mold and create the energy into going where we want it to go. But first, in in order to get there, we have to understand it. So the first step I want to talk about is kind of going past the basic law of attraction, beyond the wishing, beyond the wanting of those first visualizations or those intentions when you want something and then things don't go your way. A lot of people give up at that point when they say, you know, I put it out to the universe, so to speak, and and I wanted it, but it didn't come through. Whatever that was, a job, a relationship, a project, a home, a, a, uh, you know, material thing that we're trying to achieve, whatever it happens to be for you. But here's where it's important to understand we'll call it the shallow law of attraction, going beyond those basic tenets of just wishing and then thinking it's going to magically appear. Oftentimes, things don't work out because in last week's podcast, I talked about understanding the other side of things, that there's always two sides. And the same you know, principle applies here. If something doesn't work in your favor, there's likely something that you still need to work on, something you need to conquer or understand psychologically about yourself. When we're in a low vibration state, or the land of blue as I call it, we don't know we're there. You know, we're in it, so we can't see it. You know, we think it's everybody else that's causing our chaos or causing things to not work out for us. But if you asked your closest friends or your partner or your children, you know, they might offer some wisdom to you from a different perspective of why things might not be going your way. So that's one thing you can consider if something isn't showing up in your life. Not that if you want like a car, let's just use a car for an example. And then, you know, you think you're going to ask your friends and get wisdom of why you're not getting a car. But oftentimes what you don't see is it's in the intention of wanting something. There are other things that go along with it. Again, we don't just like close our eyes and say, I want a car and it magically appears. Sometimes things like that, you know, happen. But a lot of times in order to change our energy, in order to attract that thing, that home, that car, that relationship, that job, that vision of the world that we want, we have to change something 
within ourselves. And so if you don't want to ask the people around you what maybe, you know, you might need to work on in order to raise your vibration, something you might be missing, then maybe you sit with it. You sit with it in meditation. You sit with it in stillness. You sit with it while you're walking through nature. So you're, you're asking for that something to appear so that you can start to figure out how to fine-tune your vibration in order to attract it so that it's on the same frequency. And to repeat myself, this is where we often give up too soon because it's not fun to have to look at ourselves. It would be nice to just apply magical law of attraction where we just snap our fingers, but that's not always the way it works because it's about a frequency. It's about a vibration. When people give up too soon, you know, they get discouraged that the law of attraction isn't working for them. They can often resort back to self-destructive behaviors or have a pity party for themselves and then they, you know, might stay there too long or feel that they're stuck in that same place over and over and over again. So if you want things to go your way and you want to make some leaps and bounds in your life, you have to go past this initial shallow stage of the law of attraction, we'll call it. Go beyond the basics of understanding the law of attraction. And you have to believe that it's possible, even when it doesn't appear at first. I always try to think of things as a test when things don't work out exactly the way we have them planned. A test from the universe as to how bad, you know, do you want it kind of a thing. And then it's a matter of recognizing what are some of those personality traits or thought patterns you have that might be impeding the manifestation of what you want to happen? So if you, like many of my friends and, and colleagues and clients have had happen over the past half week to a week of having things not go your way, which I, I believe in the bigger picture is probably a direct mirror to the chaos of the world at the moment, then, you know, explore it. Be brave enough to to explore it and to decide for yourself that you're going to just dive down deep and start to understand why and get past the initial, well, it doesn't work, so forget it. It doesn't apply to me. It applies to somebody else. And decide that you do want to make it work for you. So that would be advanced law of attraction training, we'll call it, and being able to recognize what you might need to change within yourself in order to bring the thing, which is always about the feeling, right? The feeling that you want when you think of the things you want to achieve. Think about what you might need to change within yourself in order to attract a very different vibration in order for you to achieve it. And while you're in that space, which leads to the second strategy, you have to Focus on how you behave during that waiting stage. And that's the next step through these dark feelings. So how you behave is what matters. And this is what the client I was talking to, we, we were talking about, is that during the time when things aren't going well for us, when things aren't showing up the way we want them to, or things aren't working out, we usually respond, and this is pretty normal, immaturely, we are upset, we might kick our feet, we might throw some tantrums, we might blame somebody else, you know, we might uh, just, you know, get really down and have a, have a, you know, pity party. And that's okay. We have a right to feel the way we do. And 
it's, you know, you're not going to be just smiling ear to ear when things, you know, don't work out the way you want them to, unless you're a saint. But you can allow yourself in those yucky feelings a time limit. So maybe you cap the awful feelings and the emotions so that you allow yourself to feel it. That way you're not in denial of it. You're allowing yourself to say, wow, that didn't go the way I wanted it to. Wow, what a weird night. What a weird day. What a weird uh, you know, week. Um, all these things happening. It just doesn't seem like things are working in my favor. Like acknowledge it, journal it, talk about it, call somebody and talk to them about it. You know, kind of go there and feel your way through it. Feel it in all its intensity so that you are seizing the opportunity to learn how to behave in a way that is more buoyant, in a way that you know, shows and develops maturity in a way that starts to apply the wisdom that you're learning as you grow up, as you mature, as you go through these things in your life that cause you to come out stronger and more powerful every time. Because if you don't, you're going to stay on that low vibration that is not going to bring the thing to you that you want. So if you're in that space right now where you're kind of stuck, um, and I feel like that's a lot of you know people reaching out for therapy or counseling or coaching is that people feel stuck. So if, you're, if, if that speaks to you and you're in that space, try to motivate yourself to stay buoyant in the waiting, to focus on what you're bringing to the moment so that you can see how you might be participating in the process of staying on that low vibration, which is not allowing you to manifest the thing that you want to achieve or the thing that you want to feel. And, you know, how you behave is what matters because if it's a difficult time for you and you feel depressed or anxious, then this is what you're emitting. And what you're emitting is how you are going to affect the people around you and your relationships. And if it goes on too long, then this is where things can start to become toxic. So check yourself, you know, try to think of like, how can you bring a better spirit to that period of waiting? I'm thinking of a client this week who's been thinking about quitting his job for a while. He hasn't yet, knowing he wants to and that he will at some point. But in this waiting out period... He started having conversations with people who, seemingly out of the woodwork, just started having like the same kind of mindset he has, and he never recognized this before at his place of employment. Um, but we were talking about how to stay buoyant, you know, during that time while we're waiting, while we feel stuck, and then lo and behold, you know, advanced law of attraction style, people just started like magically, if you will talking to him about things he's interested in, things he didn't know he had a connection with his peers. And things started to get better. He still wants to quit his job at some point, but he's now able to enjoy it a little bit more. And we talked about the possibility of in the waiting period, how maybe he was supposed to be there because he's developing these new relationships now with people that he might not have had access to had he walked away. I'm also thinking about the client I spoke to last week who's been wanting to start a relationship. And during this time of waiting, she's had some profound shifts during this, this you know, time of just feeling really stuck that she knows she needed to go through psychologically for herself before she met the right person. So be buoyant in the waiting. 
try to see what is left for you to do, what else you might be able to bring to the situation so that you stay at a vibe that pulls the things that you want to you. Another thing you can do during this time is ask your dreams. You know, what do I need to know? Go to bed tonight and ask specifically. What else can I be doing? What is the next best step for me to move forward to achieving what it is I want to achieve? You can ask your dreams. You can ask during meditation. Um, And these are just, you know, awesome exercises that are available to us all. Asking your dreams is one of the most awesome exercises that I have ever, ever done myself. And if you don't dream, if you're someone who says, I never dream, you know, or I just, I don't seem to dream, or I just have all these weird, wacky dreams. If you, if you don't have clarity or you don't dream at all, expect to start. Because when you ask the question, what else do I need to know during this waiting? Not only will things speed up for you, but it's going to help you to trust the process of hanging out in a space that doesn't feel comfortable. And it helps you open up to the parts of yourself that need shifting, that need healing, you know, and if you're interested in doing that work on yourself, then it can be a very liberating activity when you start to kind of grab the reins of your life and change the things at will that you need to change in order to start to see a very, very different landscape in front of you. And there's always, like I spoke about in the last week's podcast, always two sides to what's going on. So there's the part that you don't like when things aren't going the way you want them to go. But there's also another part, which is there's a reason you know, there's a season for things blossoming in your life and when they don't. And that in the researching of your psyche and what figuring out what's left to explore, one of my favorite topics, if you listen to this podcast, you know, is exploring that darkness within ourselves, then that's what you want to do. You want to do that deep dive because it's searching for the jewel in the seeming wreckage of things not going your way. And if that speaks to you, then sit with those feelings of discomfort and see what you find there in the wanting in the waiting. You know, sometimes when you're hanging out in that space, it's to develop a thicker skin. I'm thinking of the teens this week that didn't get what they wanted um, and sharing those things with me from school or activities, and they had to deal with that adversity. But adversity is a great lesson. It makes us stronger. It makes us tougher. It makes us more determined to make things happen for ourselves. I'm thinking of several clients this past week, male and female, who've been dealing with changing relationships in their lives, friendships and and intimate relationships and letting go and the pain of those feelings when their circle seems to be getting smaller, but also sensing the opportunity that comes to do more of what they really want to be doing with their time, becoming more of who they always said they wanted to be. And now they're having this opportunity because some of their relationships are changing so that it's freeing up their schedule and that there's kind of like a less is more kind of a feeling. You know, sometimes you have to let go and trust in these changing relationships in order to become more true to yourself. And we can often say we want these things to happen, but sometimes we're not brave enough to make that happen on our own. So it's like the universe gives us, you know, a little time. And then when we don't do it, they do it for us. So it's hard and it's painful and things change and they don't seem to be going our way. But in the waiting and in the discomfort and in the changes, there's an opening that happens where the possibilities start to emerge of 
getting you closer with who it is you're supposed to be. So so trust in that time frame and how you behave during those, you know, the waiting period and thinking about how when you hang through and you don't, you know, give up too easy. Think about Sylvester Stallone when he created, um, when he wrote Rocky, you know, over and over and over again, he was told no. And they even wanted to cast somebody else in it. We was even going to pay him out to not star in it. But he held his own. He stayed buoyant in the waiting. He stayed focused on the goal. And he eventually, obviously, you know, made things happen for himself. So how you behave during that time, staying buoyant, overcoming those immature feelings to kick our feet and kick and scream and blame other people and starting to think about moving forward into that more mature, wiser, more serving energy allows you to recognize that things don't always happen overnight, but it is so welcoming and blissful when it does occur. And in the process, you've learned to shed and discard those old patterns of behavior in order to bring something different to you. And that's what leads to step three, which is moving around the obstacle. Sometimes when things don't go our way, there's an action step that you need to take right away. For example, if somebody's trying to sell products and their business isn't going the way they want it to, um, want it to go, then you know you keep hearing no and you keep moving around the obstacle to move forward toward a yes. Like I had one of my most awesomest clients years ago. She she used to have a saying, "I'm already at a no," and you know it's it's a great saying for just you know you got nothing to lose. Keep moving forward. Sometimes it's as clear as that. Just move around the obstacle and keep moving forward. Or maybe it's moving around a toxic person in your home in order to stay sane or limiting your time with those who don't make you feel good about yourself or true to yourself. I've talked to a lot of teens this week about that. Friends not supporting who they are, who they really are at their core and being really bummed out at that. It's been a really fascinating thing that's come up with with kids and adults over this past week, as I, as I said in the beginning. Um, so, you know, sometimes recognizing that you know, you have to limit, you don't have to, but perhaps limiting your time with people who just repeatedly do not make you feel good about yourself is a way to move around the obstacle. Maybe you're moving around or you need to move around your gremlin thoughts silently or loudly when you're home alone driving in your car, telling your gremlin thoughts that you will not fall prey to their taunts and their attempt their taunts and their attempts to keep you down when you're feeling vulnerable. This is how you speed things up for yourself. When you can recognize the obstacle that you can do something about, you move around it. This is how you stay buoyant. This is how you stay uplifted and forward-moving and action-oriented. You recognize what's happening to make you feel stuck. You recognize what's happening after you've done the work on yourself and you get clear about what it is you want and who you are and what you bring to a situation. It is so much easier when you get to an obstacle to say, step aside. Whether that's in your head with thoughts that don't serve you or it's people who stand in your way and put you down and tell you your ideas you know, don't matter, or your thoughts aren't great ideas, or, you know, you you don't have it to bring to the table. When you can recognize that obstacle for what it is, it is so much easier to maturely and wisely say, step aside. Sometimes you don't have to say anything, and you can just move aside the obstacle. And sometimes you do have to use your voice and apply those skills to be able to say, that 
doesn't work for me anymore. Those thoughts don't make me feel good. I don't appreciate your comments. Or, you know, maybe you want to talk like to somebody else like that, but you're not going to talk that way to me. It's applying those skills and moving clearly around the obstacle so that you start to move forward with a speed that you didn't have previously. And that's what can happen, that you move forward at a faster rate and then you keep taking action toward what you want. And you stay pleasant during the process, knowing that there is something there for you to experience. So look for the opportunities and stay present and open in the moment so that you can start to see the underside of what really might be going on for you. Believe that things can happen. Check yourself on how you behave during the process. And then swiftly, quickly move around the obstacle. Paulo Coelho said, when you want something, all the universe conspires to help you achieve it. Believe. We'll check in with our sponsor, and when we come back, we'll get to the questions. The law office of Stephen J. Delamere in Stoughton has been practicing law since 1992 and understands that every client has different needs. They handle matters involving personal injury, real estate closings, real estate planning, litigation. For more information, contact Steve, who happens to be a great guy, at 781-344-0012 for a free consultation. That's the law office of Stephen J. Delamere at 781-344-0012 for a free consultation. Okay, questions that came up this week. So uh, a question in an email I got was, what's one thing that's draining you and one thing that's filling your bucket? Well, I would say the chaos of the climate can often be too much if you're an intuitive person or a highly sensitive person, um, as the common term is uh, these days. You feel things more intensely, so I'm definitely a person who feels things intensely. That can be really, really draining. So, for example, you know, I watched a little of the shit show that was the debate, and, you know... Um, I don't often watch the news much at all because I find it can be too much and too draining. But when I do and I want to just watch it for a couple minutes just to take the pulse on things, and then I find myself getting so frustrated, as all of you, I'm sure, (laughs) felt the same way, um, because I just want to be like, you know, can't we just have a Democrat and a Republican both in office? And create a whole new dynamic of how to work together and run the country in that way versus everything being so divisive and just everybody use their strengths and weaknesses and integrate those, rely on each other, and then come up with a whole different way to run things. But, you know, my thoughts go flying in that direction of trying to come up with a solution. My body goes with it and then that ensuing buzz. So I end up having to turn it off um, and realize it's not my forte. And then I just go watch Downton Abbey instead because that can be super draining. So that's how I deal with that. Um, What's filling my bucket is connecting with like-minded souls, my clients, my friends, my family, reading, writing, and getting out in nature every single day and I would encourage you to do the same. If you're feeling drained, identify what drains you swiftly, quickly, move around the obstacle and find something to fill your bucket every single day. Not once a week, not once this month, every single day. 
Uh, second question I got from a client this past week was uh, tips, you know, give some tips for a day-to-day sedentary lifestyle that everyone seems to be having at home. I would say the first and most important thing is watch the food. Watch what you eat. Eat foods that support your brain type, your blood type. You know after an hour what feels right from what you eat. Make sure you eat enough. Don't eat too much. Pay attention to what you eat. It makes a huge difference in terms of lifestyle and the way you feel. I spoke with an anxious teenager a couple of weeks ago, and when we spoke again, he felt like a different person because we added protein to his diet and switched the carbs around at the end of the day so that he felt more you know, wound down. And he felt so much more grounded and stronger two weeks later and you know, certainly there were lots of skills and tips and strategies, but I got to say food, you know, it, it affects mood. So if you're sedentary at home and you're and you're feeling that just from doing a lot of Zoom calls and online calls, just watch what you eat. Have, have the food that you eat support your brain and your goals for what you want to achieve. And the last question this week was the themes this week. So that was uh, something I got asked last week and I got asked it again. So the themes that came up this week my work with clients were uh, putting yourself out there, connecting with your children, helping kids to transform the blueprint they might have, you know, inherited um, in the family and, you know, working on overcoming that, helping kids with anxiety, self-care, moving around the obstacles, and always, always in my conversations with people, it's looking for ways to shine light on the darkness. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.